So if you're enjoying, appreciating, benefiting from this series of short talks by Padma Vajra on the life and liberation of Padma Sambhava, him channeling these lightning flashes from the blue beyond, then please do consider making a donation to Padmaloka. We're still in uh, uncertain financial times. This year we lost our main source of income, uh, our retreat income, and even though people are starting to return to Padmaloka now, uh, our costs have considerably gone up. Uh, given the various measures that we have to put in place. So although we've benefited enormously from people's generosity uh, throughout the year, we really need to keep that stream of generosity flowing. So do please consider giving what you can. You can do that by following the link that's attached to this video or beneath in our YouTube channel or visiting our website and making a one-off donation or taking out a monthly standing order. Thank you. These days, as a result of wild and wandering thoughts, many people experience various kinds of disturbances that are merely products of their own minds. If they were to understand such experiences as gifts of the Guru by which they can make progress on the path, instead of misconstruing them as outer influences, and if they were to supplicate the Guru one-pointedly while generating great compassion for the demons they perceive, then they would be protected from all harm. We are, if we are troubled by experiences with such negative energies, we should investigate the nature of their apparent existence. We should determine whether or not there is anything concrete or tangible there, something we can grab with our hands or hit with a stick. If such negative energies exist, then where are they located? Where do they originate? And what causes and conditions enabled them to arise? With such an analysis in mind, we should recite the Vajraguru mantra with one-pointed concentration, thinking, may these spirits encounter only good and beneficial teachings through the great compassion of Guru Rinpoche, and may they bring harm neither to themselves nor to others. May the precious bodhicitta take birth in their hearts. It is especially beneficial to blend the perception of these spirits, our own mind and the enlightened mind of Guru Rinpoche into one with great compassion. When we understand all appearances to, do, to be the display of the wisdom of the Guru, then even the word obstacle will disappear. These are the words of the great Dilgo Kense Rinpoche, one of Bhante's teachers and a great devotee, a great master, a great devotee of Guru Padmasambhava, a great master of Padmasambhava's practice. He seems to be telling us where the demons and disturbing spirits come from nowadays, these days, as a result of wild and wandering thoughts Many people experience very ki ver various kinds of disturbances that are merely products of their own minds. And don't we know this? We have so many wild and wandering thoughts that generate so many disturbances. Everywhere we turn, we, se we seem to be surrounded by so much fear and anxiety. 
so many addictions and hatred, so much terror and violence, so much meaninglessness, and add to that a pandemic and excessive polarisation, how could anybody deny the presence of the demonic in our world? And in the face of this, what can we do? It's easy to shrink back into helplessness, feeling overwhelmed, feeling intimidated, or to lash out aggressively, or to spin conspiracy theories, get paranoid and speculate, or just gorge ourselves on whatever we fancy. It's always been like this. This is sangsara, but everything is heightened now because of our sophisticated technology. We must act, we must practice, we must see that all of this stuff comes from our minds. Everything, our responses are our responses, our perceptions are our perceptions. How things are, are how we view them. And if we're going to do anything of value in relation to all this, if we're going to really act to make a difference, we have to get a hold of our minds and see the insubstantiality of all these wild thoughts and emotions. There's nothing really there. It's all illusory, fluff, puffs of smoke. See that not as an idea, but really seeing through with the sharp wisdom of voidness. But that's hard. It's hard to see all this as illusory. So we need to connect as well with devotion, with devotion to an image, to a presence that embodies that wisdom of voidness in the most radical and magical way. We connect with Padmasambhava, with love and devotion. We make him live in us and at the same time we connect with great compassion for everybody and everything involved. We need to bring together, this is what Dilga Kense is saying, the perception of voidness, everything is mind, everything is illusory. We need to bring that together, blend that together with devotion, we need to blend that with compassion, with love, with metta. All these needs need to come together. As soon as disturbances arise, we need to blend them with this perception of voidness, with devotion, with love and compassion, and immediately chant the Vajra Guru Mantra with full love, devotion and full awareness of voidness. Voidness, this notion of voidness and the illusory nature of things sounds metaphysical. It's not, actually. The other day I was uh, at the end of my meditation on Padmasambhava and I was meditating on Padmasambhava with a sense of um, needing help with a particular area of life, needing an, an, an area that I was finding difficult both within myself and and outside of me. And when I was chanting the transference of merit, of self-surrender, 
which I always conclude my practice with, suddenly there stood out, I give up without regard to myself. I give up without regard to myself. This is the meaning of voidness. This is what Padmasambhava was teaching me. I give up without regard to myself. That's what we need to be doing when disturbances arise. Stop fixating on yourself as a central point. Stop reacting out of your need, your want, your opposition. Give up without regard to yourself. Blend your mind with love and compassion, with voidness, with devotion, with Padmasambhava. Don't hold on to anything because actually there's nothing to hold on to. It's said that Guru Padmasambhava did not die. After he had done what he needed to do in Tibet, he mounted a blue horse and flew into space, flew off towards the southwest to the land of the flesh-eating Rakshasas, the ghastly demons, the ogres, threatening to take control of the entire world. He is now in his great pagoda-like palace on the top of the glorious copper-coloured mountain, teaching the Dharma continuously to a swirl of ecstatic Dharkas and Dharkanis who are all around him and at the same time he's going out to tame the ogres, to teach the ogres the Dharma. When you see tankers depicting this, you see a tiny Padmasambhava, who is the main figure, delighted, ecstatic, in the midst of the swirl of energies all around him. And all around you see other forms of Padmasambhava among the flesh-eating ogres, these ghastly-looking creatures, and he's gazing at them with delight, communicating the Dharma to them, bringing them onto the Dharma, so they don't start eating us. Some believe that the land of the flesh eaters is now, is here, is the modern world. And therefore Padmasambhava is here and now among us. Dilgo Kensi Rinpoche says, no matter what happens to us, we must always maintain purity of vision, perceiving all phenomena as completely pure and never permitting our minds to stray into conceiving them as the slightest bit impure. We must always see the place where we are as the paradise of the glorious copper-coloured mountain and all the beings there, whether tiny insects or our friends or relatives as Dakars and Dakinis. All we hear must be regarded as the ceaseless sound of the Vajraguru Mantra. We may well be in the land of the flesh eaters, but this is our paradise. The imperfect is our paradise. It might be imperfect, but we can still see it as pure, as the play of Guru Padmasambhava. If we don't see it as the pure realm of Padmasambhava, there is no chance of transformation 
and we are doomed to be consumed by the flesh-eating rakshasas. Let us end by chanting the Vajra Guru Mantra, connecting with voidness, purity, devotion, and great love and compassion for the benefit of all, giving ourselves up completely without any regard to ourselves. Om Ahum Vajra Guru Padma Siddhi Hum 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 Om Ahum Vajra Guru Padma Siddhi Hum